we're back. And we're talking about the legacy of that tricky concept in American history known as Reconstruction. Reconstruction has a strange capacity, a strange quality, that no matter which way you turn it in the light, it can look like a failure. So if you are a person formerly held in slavery, and for that moment, as we saw in the letter from Nashville, Tennessee, you can imagine what America would look like that treated you fairly. Reconstruction feels like a failure. If you are a radical Republican in the North who believes that this war can be redeemed by truly creating a union of justice and equality, Reconstruction looks like a failure. Mm. If you're a former Confederate who believes that, okay, we lost the war, but now we will be reintroduced into the union as equals, Reconstruction looks like a failure. So, Joanne, Nathan, how should we evaluate what we just heard about? Well, the first thing that jumps out is that you have, you know, at the end of the Civil War and in the moment of Reconstruction, a sense of deep expectations among African Americans that they should no longer be subject to physical violence. You have also a set of expectations among Southern whites who were hoping to become part of the master class, right, in the sense of accumulating wealth through slave labor. And that has now been snatched away as a possibility. And that leads to obviously a certain amount of bitterness and inciting a violence that I think, you know, really defines much of the experience of the late 19th century South. So it's a very clear example of how you know, unfilled expectations can lead to violence or sometimes things even worse than that. And I've got some actually more expectations to throw into this mix. Yeah. It's natural, I think, when we're talking about reconstruction to think about the people who are trying to make that happen in Washington and the place where it is happening in the South. But what about Northern expectations Mm -hmm. during Reconstruction? Yeah, well, you know, the the expectations are very strong there, too. I mean, one baseline expectation is that my sons will not have died in vain. Mm. You know, the Mm. North loses 350,000 men. And the risk, as they look at scenes such as those that Kadada explained to us, are that what did they die for if the white South is going to be in control of everything again and something much like slavery is going to be reinstituted? What was all that sacrifice for? Right, right. Yeah, I was thinking, too, about, um, you know, just the attempt to expand the federal government, you know, the belief Mm -hmm. that you can use, you know, the the power in Washington to try to affect some kind of lasting, you know, transformation. I mean, the parable that constantly jumps out to me about the late 19th century and and Reconstruction, of course, is the Freedmen's Bank, right? I mean, this effort to try to create an institution where, you know, former slaves can, you know, extend their destinies by depositing money, by getting lines of credit. But some 61,000 African-Americans lose almost $3 million in deposits um, when the bank fails. Well, expectations of institutions and then also expectations on an even more fundamental level on laws, policies, enforcement, right? right? I mean, on the most basic level of of how a, a government system is supposed to operate, you have expectations that if a law is on the books in some way, <laughs> it's, you know, it's going to be enforced, right? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Hope, yeah. For sure. For sure. Well, you know, that leads to the situation where uh, somewhat to their surprise, I think, uh, the radical Republicans uh, end up pushing the law farther than they thought would be necessary. I don't mm. think that people thought they would have to create a 14th Amendment and then a 15th Amendment right. to mm. submit their expectations of what defeating the Confederacy in war 
and right. ending slavery should have met. I mean, right. it's like this mix in which everybody's expectations are being defeated at every turn. I mean, it's hard right. for me to know who gets out of Reconstruction what they expected. Hmm. And the answer would have to be nobody. Wow. You know? <laughs> that's, a pretty, that's a pretty sobering conclusion. Well, um, well, but I, no, but I think I think it's actually right, and 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 I think in a, in, a, in a lot of ways it kind of explains, frankly, why the era of the New South, you know, the late late eighteen nineties into the turn of the century, you know, looks the way that it does with you know the constant meeting out of you know other forms of, of vigilante violence. I, mean, I think people are actually trying to you know impose what was not realized. Well, well and which really is really. It's such an interesting echo of the initial founding moment. We talked a little bit earlier about this as a a moment, a rebooting moment, much like the founding. And this is yet another way Mm -hmm. in which Mm -hmm. national power, even as it's being reestablished, still is is being defined and people aren't quite sure how far it's going to reach. Right. You know, to to go back to your point uh, about expectations, Nathan, I think it's important to remember, and this was what complicates these easy statements about Reconstruction being a failure, what sort of a classic right. midterm exam question, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, why right. was Reconstruction? The thing is, is that ambition hmm. that Kadada talked about, about African Americans exerting right out of slavery never dies despite right. every obstacle being put in the way of disfranchisement and of violence. We need to remember that the post-emancipation African-American population of the United States is the most successful post-emancipation population in the Western Hemisphere. If you measure it by Mm -hmm. the amount of property that people were able to acquire, if you measure it by the amount of literacy they were able to pass Mm -hmm. on to their children, if you measure it by the number of institutions that they were able to establish. Right. So how we balance these things to not basically negate African-American history after Reconstruction by measuring it against the standards of what white people imposed against black people Mm. is a tricky thing because you don't want to act as if you're not sensitive to all the injustice and suffering. On the other hand, that did not define the entirety of the African-American experience after Reconstruction. They did not give up. Right, which which raises the problem with that that um, midterm question about um, you know is Reconstruction a success or a failure? Right, because what we're, what we're talking about is the problem of measurement. Oh, how right. how do you measure something <laughs> yeah. that uh, that is on a human level, on a on a ground level, making a difference? That is that's not something that's so easy to measure. I mean, you can measure right. the enforcement of laws. But everything mm-hmm. you're talking about, which has such a power to it, Nathan, I mean, that, that's something that's hard to measure. And yet it has yeah. an enormous impact. Absolutely. 